Hey, what's up? This is Community Service with Craig Conan. That's me. Yeah. But it was real. Yeah. It's because it's, it's shit you just realize on Mushroom. We're probably going to... Are we rolling? Yeah. Hey, welcome to Community Service with Craig Conan. <laughs> <laughs> this is my buddy, Tamer. Hey. I fucking started with this dude and I love this guy. We were neighbors, man. Yeah. Yeah. At 1245 Vine Street, the Villa Elaine apartment. That's right. What yeah, a beautiful memory. garden in the bottom. It was a dope was garden. A beautiful You know garden. what was messed up, though, is the people on the first floor had really nice apartments. Yeah. And then... Ours weren't that nice. No. And then every time they'd be like, "Oh, come over for yeah for a drink." The and bottom I, was like these vaulted ceiling yeah, it was so cathedral. Nice. It, it was like, what is this? The fucking. Yeah. I was gonna bring up Notre Dame because it's on the burning. <laughs> but it was it like was reverse. Nice. It was like the reverse of life. Yeah. Where like the fancy people live downstairs and, and the broke but, people live. But like <laughs> in the top. forty foot ceilings, one two bedrooms, and then we had like studios, no kitchen, <laughs> yeah. studios with kitchen with carpet, with <laughs> carpet, like dirty rotten roach right? carpet too. Carpet's weird. It's like living in somebody else's t-shirt. Yeah, you know, yeah. you're just sitting in a T-shirt the whole time. I never thought about it that way, but yeah, it's uh, just something dirty about a studio apartment carpet yeah. <laughs> in a 300 unit building where you know you don't know what's you know. It's it, it's like somebody's <laughs> shoe. You're living in somebody's yeah. shoe. You're like, there's a smell in here that I didn't put. Yeah, and it's somebody else's feet. <laughs> People, are, I don't know why carpet is okay. It's not okay. It's not. Like it, it collects everything. Everything. It's, it does feel good on your feet when it's it cold. It does feel good on your feet, but only if you buy it like virgin. I'll become a Muslim now, okay? Only virgin carpet. Why, what only. is virgin carpet? Meaning Brand nobody new. else can have touched it. Oh. <laughs> but like I, was, I thought it was like a brand. I was so naive. I was like, what is this virgin carpet? <laughs> is they sell it at the carpet no, store? No, man. Like, that's the only time I become possessive. Like, only time I'll, I'll walk around on carpet. You touch it. my carpet? Yeah, man. I don't want to touch other, other people's fat, hairy feet. toe off my carpet. I don't like feet that much. My mama, I just completely took a left turn here, but... Uh, I said, get that fat, hairy tone, and it made me think of my mom because she gets gout in her tone. <laughs> oh, wow. She always says, oh, my toe's hard right now. And she's like, I got a hard on on my toe. And she calls it her boner toe. And we, uh, that's funny. And we just fucking laugh. And she's over there with the sore <laughs> I like that. hurt foot. Like, going, ah. And then my little nephew will fucking step on it. She's like, oh, that's my boner toe. Get off it. <laughs> That reminds me of this one time I was I was super stoned and then this girl made me sad and I couldn't express myself so I go you kicked me in my heart's balls. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like my way of expressing the pain and I was like yeah heart's balls. Yeah. I can't breathe right now. <laughs> it's visceral. <laughs> I can't breathe devil woman back up. The toe boners. Boner toes. <laughs> All right, well, well, you know what we got to talk about. This mm -hmm. this is my favorite story of all fucking time, dude. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So when I first started comedy, um, we met in Jerry Katzman's class. That's right? right. Actually, we weren't in the same class, but even back then, you were a guy I heard about. Really? Even when you were in a class, dude. 
Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That's so cool. And you were a little bit ahead of me. I don't know what, like, just Yeah, I think I had just taken the class before. Yeah, he's six yeah. months. Very, But he was ahead of me. But this motherfucker's smart. Like, he's just... <laughs> Like what? It oh, takes thanks. me a long time, people. Okay? Dude, so are you, man. You're <laughs> super smart. Um, but he he just like he was already doing shows and doing it and doing the damn dance and 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 he had knowledge in his brain, and I I knew I was the new booty on the street, and I <laughs> and I I know I know my role. When you're new guy, it's like you don't want to overstep your bounds. Just fly on the wall, shut your mouth, and watch, learn. And but I knew I wanted this was it like stand up. This is my uh, mic, you know. This was it for me. I need to know the do's and don'ts of comedy. And then I I I I, I said because I didn't really know him yet. And I was like, hey man, I got a proposition for you. I was selling mushrooms at that time. It was <laughs> it was pre sobriety, Craig. You know, so I had the mushies. And I said like, hey, I'll give you some mushrooms if you just give me the do's and don'ts of comedy. And he's like, yeah, no problem. He gave me his address. I went to his house. And uh, and then I gave him some mushrooms. And he gave me the best. You gave me the best fucking knowledge. Because this is at a time when there, we had to do bringer shows and shit. We weren't established. And, you know, who's to do, who's not to do. Who You know, like, just... It, they're kind of shitty, but... And you're beginning it's a necessary evil because it's sure. how you get on shows. there's no google map no for like open mic to headlining to you you just have to figure it you out just on your own so. good luck yeah. that's your google map <laughs> and even when you asked me i was like well this is what i i know but i know that i don't know that there's any one way but you know, know you but he just you just did it right you you said shit that should be common sense you're like mm. just go hang out at shows and immerse yourself in the scene and shake hands with producers and just say hey that was a great show i'd love to be a part of it sometime you just said be eager but not like a pushy fucking pesty pete you yeah. know just be like a nice normal dude and, and shake hands and like and then i took that well dude can i say something right now because yeah. you just you just said something that made me think of something that it's not always easy for me to to like talk to other dudes when i when i feel like love towards them yeah because i didn't have a good dad and so i don't know how to do it you know what i yeah. mean like I'll, I'll say nice things to mannequins yeah <laughs> but to people it's hard but dude, I, I couldn't be more proud of you, not for what you've done in comedy, but for how you've done it. And for you to give me like even an ounce of any kind of credit or inspiration in that kind of way, like f is like crazy humbling. Because yeah. I think you work. Everybody goes, oh, yeah, Craig, he's got that that stoner laugh or Craig, Craig is Craig's this guy who seems like he's not serious. You're one of the hardest working comics I know. You fucking show up all the fucking time you've got like and you're super crazy smart but i'm not going to tell anybody because maybe that's your secret weapon and like <laughs> dude you're like you do it right and i can't tell you how many times i've said to myself what would craig do damn you fucking it's so f uh, like humbling to, for me to hear you say that i had any impact on that when you influenced me not even a week later with the uh, art of war or was it the War of Art? War of the Art. War of yeah. Art book, yeah. which I could never find that one DVD. And then I lost one of the CDs and felt like a dick. I forgot about that. You let that. me borrow it. Oh, it was yeah. a book on <laughs> C and I fucking lost one. It's all right. That's Sorry. what uh, Amazon's for. Yeah. You but know you what? should I know you that. should know that, Man, dude. You, fuck you. No, just you <laughs> should you should know that, dude. You work really fucking hard. Like you work harder than almost any other comic I know. You're like Almost every other comic in the scene, I go, I, I, I outwork people, but you're the only guy I don't. 
I do not outwork you. You you work fucking harder than anybody I know. You're a great comic. You deserve fucking everything. Well, th- thank like you, if man. you were a horse, I'd gamble on you. I am also a, a child of abuse, and I I don't know how to take compliments. <laughs> Sorry, but I'm mean, about I didn't to mean cry golden, over here. Golden shower you, well, no, thank with you so much. But I, but I am, dude. That shit's real, and I you know us guys don't say stuff like that to each other. We don't because like what what do they say when you're a kid? They say boys don't cry. It's like girls grow up with impossible physical standards, and we grow up with impossible emotional standards, and then we don't give each other compliments. And then that's why I like hanging out with gay guys. They're like, hey, you look nice. I'm like, ah, thanks, man. <laughs> like, I love my gay friends. You know? <laughs> that explains that shirt. <laughs> 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 Dude, I was trying to... <laughs> Uh, that's so you're, fucking, you're bringing me flashbacks. You remind me of nice, every bro. manager I've had at Trader Joe's, dude. Dude, I was going for, I was like channeling like, um, uh, what you call it? Um, Tommy Bahama. No, dude. Uh, <laughs> who's the guy that wrote uh, Fear and Loathing? Oh yeah, Hunter S. Thompson. Hunter S. Thompson. Like one of my favorite writers. Speaking of which, name. he was my inspiration to eat six grams of mushrooms. <laughs> Oh fuck! The mushrooms just, you gave me were really good. Of course, I always had good drugs. Yeah, <laughs> always. mushrooms. I fucking. And if I had bad drugs, I would sell them cheap. I'd be like, "Hey, these aren't that good, but yeah. it's cheap." You're I know a, what I had. You're a great drugpreneur. Yeah. How come they didn't have that name? Like when you're a mom and an entrepreneur, you're a mompreneur. Because you were Why just called a, a loser. A mushroompreneur. Loserpreneur. Yeah. Loserpreneur should be a word. Yeah, but, but I remember getting super high on the mushrooms, your mushrooms, and then calling you. Yeah. And and then I call, I called you and I was like and I just started ranting and talking to you about how awesome it was. And then it, it was it was like I was giving you a, a, a one-on-one like Yelp review Tutorial of your mushrooms. Of the mushrooms yeah. I gave you. And then like halfway through, I freeze and I went, wait a minute, are you high? And you're like, no. no. And I'm like, I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> like it, was, I, it was the funny, I felt the shift in energy <laughs> through the phone. And I was enjoying the conversation. I was laughing because he's fucking tripping balls on mushrooms. Yeah, and all of a sudden, the brakes just, he went, he's like, wait, are you high? And I was like, no. He's like, you're not high. I'm high. I gotta go. Anyway, click. And it was over. And I just fucking laughed, dude. I was like, oh man, those were the advice mushrooms. <laughs> they were great. That was great. Yeah. But yeah, dude, you gave me some fucking knowledge that I just ran with. And I appreciate you uh saying that I work hard. You work very hard too. And it's it's like for those comics out there that are trying to get into this, I don't know what to tell you other than just go fucking do it. Like, yeah. that's serious. Immerse yourself. And, like, yeah, you just... Like, I didn't have no spots last night. What am I going to sit here? There's nothing happening here. Yeah. So I go to the comedy store, and I talk shit with a bunch of fucking nut jobs. And then I come back here. And, you know, and I don't know. I'm not exactly a screenwriter. If you're a nerdy, <laughs> paterty motherfucker, then you sit on that desk and you write a script. Yeah. You know, but I don't know. You find yeah. your path. You just do what you got to yeah. do. Well, yeah, that shit was so funny. You Fucking said something. Mushroom. Like, I remember, dude, when I started, they're like, people would give me advice and I wouldn't get it until four years later, five years later. It was like they gave me a seed, but it didn't flower until like I years later. I listened to all your shit immediately and Grant Lyon. But that was after a few years because I pussyfooted around and I would do like a mic a year. And it, t- it t- I just was 
But Grant Lyon actually said Grant's a hustler. He's a fucking hustler. Yeah. He's so funny. He's my boy. I gotta get him on here. He's great. But he said, uh, cause I met him at improv class at UCB because I was oh, wow. still a pussy and I wasn't doing stand up. It was pre Jerry. Improv's then, scary for people too. What's fucking weird is improv. I did it first because I was scared of stand-up. And now yeah. I'm scared of improv and I'm not scared of stand-up. You know what's weird, dude? Like, you know how culturally a lot of people that are stand-ups had, like, bad childhoods. And culturally, a lot of people that do improv had good childhoods. Yeah. It's all, if you think about it, like, stand-ups are afraid of improv and improvisers are afraid of stand-up. Because when you had a good family... You trust the group around you. Yeah. When you had a bad family, you're like, I'm not going up there with those four idiots. <laughs> I don't trust I don't that they're gonna know them. But then when and that's why improvisers are scared of being alone. I think why stand-ups are scared of being in a group. Yeah. It like all has to do in some way. Like I, I'm sweeping generalization, of it's course. Pretty safe. But I would I would agree with this. Right. I think there might be something to it. And the improv world is so. It's way too happy where you're like, oh. whoa, dude, you <laughs> kill so puppies, weird. bro. I don't trust. Yeah. You know, it's like, hey, how are you? Yeah, and dude. then the stand-up world is so dark and depressing and yeah. suicidal. You're like, oh, fuck. I wish there was a little bit of a mashup and a nice middle ground. And sometimes people that have a better environment unintentionally offend you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they're so happy, it makes you mad. Yeah. yeah. Like, I remember one time uh, we moved to a better neighborhood. Like, when we were, I'm an immigrant, when we were coming up, and this, like, I became friends with this rich kid. And then he called my house, and my mom answered and just said, Well, who is this? What's your name? Oh, okay. You go to school with Tamara, you know, that kind of stuff. And then I got on the phone, and he's like, Dude, why is your maid so nosy? <laughs> and I was like, Ah, rich kids. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> that was like the worst insult ever. Right? Accidentally. I was so mad. I was like, Fuck you, man. That's my mom. And I think sometimes improviser, improvisers are so happy, like like emotionally wealthy, where we're like emotionally poor. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I, w I met my girlfriend's parents and they're great. And I'm yeah. like, ah, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the, at, at UCB, I met Grant Lyon and basically, because I was just, because he was doing stand up and yeah. doing it, you know, yeah. like headlining and shit. And I was like, and he said, basically, you need to stop being a little bitch and go do it. Wow. And, I, and I fucking listened. I swear to God. He said, he's like, I would drive six hours to go to this open mic because I never done it before. He's yeah. like, that's what it takes. And then uh, I listened. And then after that, I drive to fucking San Diego with you to do that bar show for six people oh, that's for right. 20 <laughs> bucks. You know, my yeah, first man. paid gig, Tamara Katan. Thank you. I didn't know that. Yeah, oh, I featured cool. for you. That was dope. I got to do like 15. I was shitting my pants. Like, you did. You always do awesome, dude. Yeah. I've never, I've never seen you not do great. Thank you, bud. You know, it's funny because Grant and I did a show together in Wichita, Kansas. Yeah. And it was right during the Trump elections and stuff. And I was doing political stuff. And like, and he and I both had just had our girlfriends break up with us. Yeah. We like, and that's, that was, it was really weird. And then we're in Wichita did shows people started booing me <laughs> they didn't like my i had this one trump joke where i go i don't want to call trump retarded but i will say he seems like the kind of guy that pets cats too hard <laughs> and people were that's like that's a great you. joke i'm like it's not a pull i'm not it's not an anti-trump joke it's a pro-cat joke yeah people were like yelling at me that's shit, a that's a lenny joke that's oh, a mice and men joke <laughs> that falls a rabbit string there over there we got Lenny yeah. for a fucking president. Yeah, but Grant was a warrior, dude. He That's was how like, he got his hair. Yeah? 
He's patting a cat too hard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He farted. <laughs> <laughs> he just farted. I like that. He Look, snuffed he, it out and put it on his hair. head. Yeah. yeah, I would call his hair color tabby. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 we got a tabby president. Oh, that's funny. There you go. You got some tags. But shout out to Grant because he was like, we were in Wichita, Kansas together and totally like was a brother, you know, like. We we took care of each other, fucking hung out together, like talked to each other through the breakups. We had, we had a good old time. Yeah, he uh, that that he's so funny. Yeah, he's and great. Such a good dude. Yeah, he's a I good met dude. him at dodgeball. He got me into dodgeball. Oh, Grant, wow. you saved my fucking life. <laughs> he got me into stand up. You called me a little bitch and you punked me. And but I am the type of guy. I'm, I don't know why I'm talking to the camera like it's Grant. <laughs> But it I'm the so type artistic. of guy that, like, I need that. Like, oh, yeah, don't be a little bitch. And then in my head, that's all the seed I needed to be like, don't be a bitch. Go fucking get it. And that's, that's, it's weird. Which is so funny because Grant's, like, Grant's resting face is, like, resting sweet face. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you, it's so hard to even picture him telling somebody, don't be a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> but that's great. He might he not you. even have said that, but that's all I heard. Was that's like, great, don't be a bitch. Like, that was my interpretation. Yeah. I, he probably you're right because he is so nice he's like you just gotta be a man and go do it and i was like all right don't be a fucking little bitch you motherfucker <laughs> you know and he, that was like my interpretation of you know he lives in that house him and dave that's Wade the funniest fucking household ever it is right and they call it da- a dad's house they yeah call it a dave Wade, mitch burrow uh uh grant uh, lyon exactly three funny motherfuckers so maybe he pulled the dad energy from that house yeah. and like you know, said, "Don't be a bitch." <laughs> That's that house is so funny. Which I, I I think all of us are gonna want to be bitches in the future. They're taking over, bitches, dude. They're taking over. I saw a movie on Netflix. Bitches ain't shit, but <laughs> tricks and hoes. See, like there's a movie <laughs> out on Netflix. Snoop, bitches. <laughs> I grew up with that. Dude. Yeah, like of I totally grew up with that. I remember this song about. Um, I met this girl named was Janet. Booty was as big as the whole damn planet. Yeah, Remember that was that? Dog Pound. Dog was that? Yeah, that no, was Dog Pound. It was. I think it was too short. That was too short. It was West Coast rap. I think it was too short. Okay. But it was like all about chicks. Dog chicks, Pound's chicks. West Coast too. I don't know. That's old school shit. But all I listened to with that. shit. Or maybe it's Luke Skywalker. No, I definitely wasn't. That. Oh, okay. Maybe. Well, anyways, like now I saw this documentary on Netflix called uh, "No Men Beyond This Point," and it was like a mockumentary of the future. Where like women have taken over, and like in all the babies now are like immaculate conceptions, like the Virgin Mary, and people are like what? And women like literally don't need men anymore. And then the I young, believe it. Yeah, dude. <laughs> we like, kind of ruined shit quite often. We did, dude. It was the <laughs> scariest movie ever. Like all the because they were not having sex with men, all the babies were women. Yeah. And now the youngest man on earth was like thirty four, and he was like taking care of people's babies of all the working women's babies. That's awesome. It is awesome, but it's a scary future. Yeah, I'm. We scared. gotta watch out. I'm. I'll I'm just so, become a woman. I want to be a house man. I don't want to be a field man. <laughs> I'll take the field. No, I'll ki- I'll kiss ass to be in the house. I'll be a field. If ladies take over, if it's planting seeds and watching them thrive, I'll take the field. <laughs> Farming is so nice. It is nice. It's so green outside your house right now because of all the rain in California. I've been hiking lately and it's green. Normally Runyon and Griffith is like shit brown dirt hill that if you fart a fire will start. Right. And now it's just like green and flowers are blooming. You're like, what is this Los Dude, Angeles? Even walking into your house felt like a like it was so lush and green. I felt yeah. like I was walking into a place in Portland. 
Yeah, they need to trim the bushes. I'm just bummed that it's going to go away. That walkway's getting a little narrow. <laughs> it's it's bushly. <laughs> it's going to get brown soon, though. It's so it's so L.A. It's as if the whole state of L.A. got plastic surgery. Yeah, it'll fade. And then it'll fade away. Those cheeks will sag <laughs> soon enough. That fucking apple box butt. <laughs> Apple box. Uh, you know when they get the booty surgery and it's like fake and it looks oh, like a triangle. And I've you're seen like, that. Yeah. Hey, Arrowhead ass, get out of here with that <laughs> fake shit. Just be flat like Dude, God it's so intended. Weird. Fucking pancake Dude, ass. I, when I started, di- when I was like way younger, it, it was like, I was like in my 20s when boob jobs first came out. And it was like early on. So dating was kind of like jack in the box. You know, yeah. you're like, oh, I might find fake boobs today. Cause I didn't know what they felt like or what they looked like or anything. And then like finally on like this fourth date, I met this girl who had fake boobs and I got to feel them. And they awesome. felt so we- well, the first ones weren't that oh, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I got, then there was a girl whose boobs I felt that had like amazing, they felt so real. It's the difference of uh, money. It is. Yeah. That's what it was. It's she money. Was, Are you rich? Yeah, she was a producer. First of all, I don't think any woman should ever get uh, breast implants unless, you know, of course, some crazy shit or breast reduction. Your if back's want, breaking, yeah. you know? Yeah. But, but because I like natural titties better, but there are some... Uh, some high dollar fakes. Yeah. Oh man, those are pretty cool, huh? She, it, they were too good though. I couldn't Could've stop me. <laughs> you know. But there's a point where they get too good, and then like I couldn't stop touching her boobs. She's yeah. like, "What about the rest of me?" I felt like a cat, and her boobs were laser pointers. Yeah. I like couldn't stop. <laughs> what about those fucking low end rock ones though? They, they just look like uh, fucking UFOs. It makes me feel there. bad. Like it's it's surgery, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then you put it in and they're like, imagine if you had surgery and somebody put something in and then a week later they're like, oh, we upgraded. Yeah. That's the, an iPhone 7 underneath your chest. Now we have an iPhone 8. You're like, oh, I just had surgery. You're like, yeah, that's true. I never thought about that. It's like, oh, shit, the better models are in. Yeah. Because uh, sorry about the fucking saucer plate titties. Do you or whatever? Always, do you always talk with your pinky out like that? I don't know. It's I'm kind always, of fancy. I'm kind of scared to touch this, so that's why I was doing that. <laughs> um, how do we get on fake titties? But I hey, know. I'm sorry. No, I took okay. a left turn. We could talk about whatever. I don't care anymore. <laughs> We're all gonna die. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Dude, what gave you the idea to do, to do uh, community service for the podcast? Just I you, my whole life. <laughs> Uh, just getting arrested, and I've had to do court-ordered community yeah. service uh, several times throughout my life, and uh, that Caltrans freeway cleanup, beach cleanup, and the whole moral, you know, just of trying to be better, trying to be a better version of I yourself. And, you know, it's easier said than done, and just trying to be like, hey, you know, you could eat six grams of mushroom and puke in front of a poor, innocent family walking by in the park in the daytime, yeah. or you could not do that anymore. You want to know the Trojan horse that that the theme of this podcast is? Is it you're such like a, a good dude, like you've got this positive energy. I think people can tell like through the podcast and you you fucked up so bad so, so many bad. times. <laughs> so bad. So it like teaches people like this whole mentality of like, oh, three strikes, you're out or lock. It's like hey, people, people get better. Three strikes is about 80, 89, <laughs> yeah. 312. I don't fucking yeah. know. There's a lot of strikes. More than Johnny Cash. Yeah. <laughs> you just get a lot of fucking strikes. Uh, 
Sometimes you fall on your face and break your nose. Sometimes you, yeah. uh, you know, you just the catcher drops it and you get to run to first. The people you, learn. and you get away with it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, just, that was what. Like your, I tell your story so often about the fireworks. That was a good one. (laughs) That was a good one. That was my claim to fame, baby. Firecrackers under the policemen on horses. You know what? I think that's kind of like a guy thing. Like we have to learn from failing. Like a girl, a little girl could watch another girl burn her hand on a stove and be like, oh, don't do that. A little boy has to burn his hand. I could watch you light your body on fire and then be like, I'll try that. Yeah, let's see how that feels. (laughs) I'll do that too. Yeah. And then we'll both just be burned and we'll be like, oh. And then it'll take maybe seven or eight more burns and then you learn. Yeah. And unfortunately, that's how dumb guys are. Totally. Like I did an, an accidental social experiment when I was a kid. I had this burrito that like was rotten. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this smells so gross. And then there were like three of my guy friends and one girl. And I'm like, dude, smell that. And they're like, oh. And then the other guy was like, oh. And the other guy was like, oh. And then the girl's like, no. Yeah. I know it, it's rotten. You I would have been, been next and been like, let me do it. Let me. <laughs> we're so stupid. fucking <laughs> That's why, like, we need to be given more chances. Oh, I know. I don't know what it is. We just don't learn, dude. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Dude, I, you've got a cool aesthetic. Do you ever show your place on the podcast? I, I, a little bit. Yeah, I'll, I'll turn the camera around. Do you ever around. show that sign that says, I am so grateful now that my career is blowing up with hearts and a happy face? I'm glad you like it because um, Michael Lodnochi is a downer and he made fun of me for dude, it. Dude, it's it's. So Hater. good. Everybody, when I first started, everybody told me the one piece of advice I always heard was uh, work hard, be nice. And yeah. it's a piece of advice where I was like, oh, they just, that means nothing. You just didn't mean that. There's no real weight. That's only two sentences. That can't mean anything. It's and it's true. like, it's so, it's the best advice and it's the hardest advice. Yeah. And like, I think that's, that's you, dude. That's, you're like somebody who's grateful for your shit. You work hard, you be nice. I'm not going to keep complimenting because it's going to get weird. But I mean, <laughs> but it is, that's, that's, fucking great advice that i didn't even fully get it until like year six because here's what here's what it means to me it means like what you did with tammy right like i always felt like i'm a nice i work hard and i'm a nice guy but if somebody's a dick to me fuck that guy yeah and i felt like i'm still a nice guy that guy wronged me or that girl wronged me but really what a nice person does is goes everybody goes through shit yeah. Everybody ha- everybody's going through something. Maybe you don't know what they're going through. You don't that know what day. they're going you don't through. Know if they yeah. just lost their dad or whatever. And exactly. They're, and they're having a bad day. And that's that's what it means. It means like more than it just like a regular good person. Like just realize that everybody that's in this chase for like the one of the hardest jobs in the world and the most sought after jobs in the world. You know what I mean? It's almost like running the LA marathon and being a Kenyan. There's all these people in the front that just want a t shirt. They're like, let me get past you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're in it. Like people pop in and pop out because there's so many other like tan- tangential yeah, it is careers. Weird. It you know? is so weird that like someone that is just an actor of 12 years be like, I'm gonna try stand up. It's like, yeah, you're different. Like we need this. Yeah, I will die without it. And you're like, I'm gonna try it. It's like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, you're fucking yeah. wasting stage time, bitch. Let me do what I gotta do. <laughs> <laughs> and uh that's the truth though uh, yeah. but you can't say that to them and sometimes they come in and they're actually good and they flourish and they go yeah. but most of the time they're a corny ass motherfucker <laughs> that ain't real you know what i mean i love corn i've been saying corny 
more than any other time. And yeah. it's because I started playing golf with an old black man. <laughs> he says corny yeah. more than a guy that has a corn farm. Like I've never seen. And I say it all the time now. It's my new favorite it's word. It's good, man. It feels good. I swear corny. to God, I think I was black in a past life. <laughs> I think so too. I, got, I don't know. I just always have vibrated towards that culture. Yeah. I fucking lived in Inglewood for two years. Come on, baby. That's racist. <laughs> well, I was born in Egypt, and I, I used to wear hair curlers in my hair. Oh, yeah, you so are I think black. I was born a poor black child. Yeah, you <laughs> Steve Martin, baby. <laughs> the jerk. Um, But, yeah, just, like, even as a kid, like, I always watched Moesha and Brandy and, yeah. and In the House and... And I don't know, maybe it's because I'm Mexican. We, my mom grew up in the projects, and we just liked uh, urban culture and shit. Yeah. But she's a square. I don't even know. But like, I always watch like Hanging with Mr. Cooper and Mad TV, and not SNL. You yeah. know, like just something you related to them. And I listened to Hip Hop Too Short, Tupac yeah. first. And like, like my friends are like, you got to try Green Day, Dookie. I'm man, fuck that corny yeah. ass shit. Give me motherfucking me against it the wasn't, world, Tupac, it wasn't baby. Us. Wu Tang, because skin color is such a false flag, you know. And I learned this when my dad had cancer. This is actually kind of a crazy story. I used to go with my dad to do chemo on yeah. Fridays, and it was him and the, and and an, an, there was an older black dude that was there, but his kids lived up in Seattle, so he was always by himself. So we talk all the time, and then he saw me wearing this necklace. It's a Nefertiti, and and the black dude was like, "Oh, why do you have that Nefertiti? Have you been to Egypt?" And I'm like, no, I'm actually Egyptian. He goes, what? You're Egyptian? Like, oh, that's on my bucket list. I've always wanted to go to Egypt. I've always wanted to see Egypt. And I've always loved that about African-Americans. They've, When you immigrate to America as an Egyptian, most people shit on Egypt. But yeah. a lot of African-Americans are like, whoa, you're from Egypt? Like, yeah. that's cool. So then this guy, I'd always, I'd go there during chemo to crack jokes with them and, and make them laugh and stuff. And then my dad died. And this guy had three more weeks, but his kids never came down. So I kept going. And then at the, my final week, he goes, man, you and your dad, man, you guys made me dizzy. And I'm like, what do you mean? And he goes, all my life, I've thought of myself as a black man, as an African-American. And if I saw another black person, even if I didn't know him, I'd give him a, an acknowledgement. Yeah. Because my biggest struggle was being black. And I knew that they knew what that was like. He said, but then I got cancer. And my biggest struggle became having cancer. And I stopped feeling like an African-American and started feeling like a cancer American. He's all, now I feel closer to you and your dad than I do to anybody that has my skin color. And I was like, whoa. And it made me go like, maybe that's where identity really lives is that like, especially now because the internet, we can find groups that are like us is like, you can find someone that's not your skin color and be like, I relate to them because their pain sounds like my pain. Yeah. Or the stuff they're talking about feels like shit that I feel. So you could look at it like a Blink-182, and even though they look more like us, I could be like, yeah, I don't know what that's like. I I had a totally different life than you. I ain't got no tattoos. <laughs> Travis. Yeah, and I've got so many. Like yeah, an angry do, trucker yeah. drew on my arm. <laughs> I can't believe I never got a tattoo. I just didn't. Went straight to drugs, baby. <laughs> Your tattoos are on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> my tattoos are on my liver. <laughs> oh, fuck. That's what I say when I started comedy. I'm like, I'm like a cutter, but on the inside. <laughs> yeah. Just destroy my body. Yeah. Ask. Or breaking it in, dude. I feel like the body's like jeans. Yeah. You know, if it doesn't have now any wash cool to ones. it. Yeah. <laughs> you can't be a total nerd. You got to wash them up, get some cuts and some rips. You don't have a crease. You start right? out with Wrangler and you, you, and you, you die with G-Star you know, or Diesel. 
<laughs> fucking Lee. Start off with Lee. I was Lee. trying to explain what Lee was to somebody, and they're like, you mean Levi's? I'm like, no, just Lee. They're like, what are those? Like, ah, it's just farmer shit. Like, you, you know, <laughs> Dude, I never shit. even connected that Lee sounds like Levi's. Yeah, just L-E-E. Whoa. Yeah. You want some no pussy getting jeans? You get Lee. <laughs> L-E-E. But in Europe, they're huge. Really? It's so weird, dude. What the fuck? In you're Europe, up, Lee you're supposed to be almost, ahead of us. They are supposed to be, but they like treat us like we're like, um, it's like America's like a band and Europe's a cover band. And like they pick which songs of ours they want to play. Yeah. You know, like sometimes you go to, to Europe and they're dressing kind of like country American. Yes. And then Obama came in office and then they dress like more urban American and more hip hop American. And you could tell, like, when, when Europe doesn't like us, they all start wearing the British flag on their clothes. Yeah. But when they like us, there's American flags. Yeah. You got, I was just about to say, you got smart analogies. I'm like, damn, oh. I never would have thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> I love the phrase, you got smart analogies. <laughs> it sounds like something a dude in Duck Dynasty would have said. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> well, thank Yo, you. man, you got smart analogies. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great duck I'm a quacker bro <laughs> Been quacking out my ass My whole life <laughs> My mom fart sounds like quacks Cause she's got such a big booty They sound like <laughs> <laughs> They do They uh, sound muffled Like they struggle to get out They're just like <laughs> 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 A big booty mama Tilly Like a cat that squishes its body Under the <laughs> <laughs> when you accidentally sit on a cat and he's like, no! <laughs> Dude, I feel like cats would be good for guys that don't know about consent, that like don't understand consent. Like I never had a cat until recently. I just had dogs, and dogs are like, you can touch me whenever you want, yeah. bro. Not a cat. Dogs are like not a cat. Dogs are like strippers. If you feed me, you can do whatever you want to me. Yeah. Right? I don't mean no offense to strippers, but uh, but <laughs> I that's got a the big stripper you know, population. I'm not uh, saying you should ever do whatever you want to. Do. That's not what I'm saying at all. I have many friends that are strippers as well. And I, respect I try strippers. to say a big stripper audience, and I said big stripper population <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I, I said that right now. Big Did anybody catch that? And I, I caught it. I was like, what the fuck did you I like just say? That. That's dope. Big stripper population podcast. Big in the titty bars. <laughs> we got upgrades. iPhone 10 titties coming at you. Coming in hot. Call back, baby. What were we ranting about? I I'm forgot. sorry. I there stopped was it with about my stupid st words. I just was like. No, I don't remember. There was something about. Cats and consent. Oh, cats yes. and consent. So here's the thing. Like when I had a dog, I, as long as I fed the dog, I could pet him anytime I wanted to. And then I had a cat, and sometimes the cat doesn't want to be petted. And I go to pet it, and it arches its back like, don't touch me. Yeah. Like it's grossed out by me. Yeah. And it makes me feel bad. <laughs> yeah. And then so now I know don't touch the cat. And even It'll when make it, you and, feel and bad. Sometimes, too, like a cat will be all snuggly, and then you touch it the wrong way, and it go, ah! Yeah, and like, exactly. Oh, shit. And I'm like, I thought we were in love. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know how when you were a kid. This and they, isn't fair. Like, you and you were a kid in school, they gave you like an egg to take care of. It's like, take care of this egg. If you can do it for a week without it breaking, you can, you, can, you can have a kid. I think they should do that with guys before they're going on their first date. Here's a cat. <laughs> 
Yeah. If you don't get scratched in a week, yeah. you could go out on a date with <laughs> a lady. Could, you could get some pussy. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get cut by this pussy. We'll let then you, you get go some out real with pussy. This pussy. <laughs> oh man, we are black. <laughs> pussy. But this it Buddha dick and pussy. Burning Mac was the greatest oh, fucking dude, that in the guy, world dude. ever knew. Oh that my guy. god, that guy was him. He made my heart laugh. He was like fucking new Jan Richard Pryor. That's what that motherfucker sure. was. There's Jesus one thing that he Christ. said. My mom unintentionally does Bernie Mac whenever she calls somebody a son of a bitch. Yeah. She calls him a sum of a bitch. Yeah. And I'm, I always hear Bernie Mac. Yeah. But it's, it's just bitch. my mom with her Arabic accent. I'll beat accent. your head to the white meat show. <laughs> to the white meat. That's right. I he love, used to always yeah. say that shit. He had a very WC Fields, like, angry at kids. Yeah. What the fucker? It Somebody threatened bet. me with that when I was a kid once. So I'm going to beat you to the white he meat. So I'm like, good. oh, it's so visual. So visceral. God damn it. What were we talking about right before that? It was a, I, I fucking get, I go left field so much, but Bernie Mac is worth it. That's even more fun. It was more fun. But I had something else to say, and I'm always like, get back to that. Cats. And then I go down Bernie Mac. Somebody oh, can. the cats. Yeah, I don't know. I just said pussy, and I started talking like Bernie Mac. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard not to talk like Bernie Mac. Oh, He's yeah, so I remember. I wanted to touch, like, yeah, we're not trying to make... Uh, light of any sexual abuse or trauma you've been to and uh, uh fucking uh, if a dude is wrong to you let's chop his dick off yeah. but sometimes you know you might uh women might you might be in in the heat of things and in the moment and you guys change your mind and we're just left with this fucking big old boner toe going <laughs> what did i do wrong i don't understand and then we got it. I don't know. Maybe I should have shut my mouth earlier. <laughs> <laughs> no, it could happen. I think that's the evolution. No one's taught. No one taught us. You know, like I think sometimes being a, a human being is like it's like it's like when you get a laptop and you think it's just going to be blank. It's not blank. There's pro. There's programs on there. There's like memo pad, there's word, there's this, there's that. And I think we're that way. We're born with like software in our brain that we didn't ask for. It's like that U2 album that they put on the iPhone. Oh, I hate that. I, I hate deleted that, that I didn't shit. Buy that. I deleted that shit. And then Yo, like fuck you, U2. Yeah. And like the way we grew up, like girls are like, oh, you know, that's sexist and this is sexist and that's sexist. And I know, we know there's new software that we have to download, but sometimes give people a chance to evolve. I'm not talking about sexual assault. That's different. But it's like it's new software. Some of the older cats, especially, like you got to give them a chance to evolve. Some people can do it. Some people can download the new software, but some people are flip phones. And they can't do it. <laughs> there smart goes those analogy. smart analogies. You like that? Again. Was that a smart that analogy? Smart. <laughs> but it's like we're we're evolving a lot. I think people take that for granted. Like how how many how fast changes are happening. Like it's a good it's good, but like some people aren't necessarily bad people if they make a small mistake. For sure, there's a mistake. Physical, once it gets physical, that's different. But like sometimes I've made mistakes where I like offended somebody unintentionally. I'm like, oh no, I just did. I just had that U2 album. Oh no, like it wasn't me. Yeah. But it wasn't anything creepy. <laughs> Speaking of creepy, yeah. Comedy clubs are like, oh, two drink minimum. I. That's, that's creepy. That's creepy. That's creepy. Talk about consent comedy club. <laughs> right? <laughs> we're your, we're so not going to get booked anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that's how we make our money, motherfucker. <laughs> when it goes viral, everybody's like protesting two drinks. 
And all the clubs go out of business is because of community <laughs> service podcast. But I think people would drink more if they didn't give them a two drink minimum. Two drink minimum, it feels like a rule and it feels kind of Cosby. I always tell people, like, it doesn't have to be uh, alcohol. It could be two Pepsis. No. And they go, what's the fucking point? And I go, touche. <laughs> well, there you go. Good yeah. point. Good luck on that journey. It's a little, it's See in, you in it's five in, years, it's loser. <laughs> it's insecure. It's a little insecure is what it is. Yeah. Like it's going, it's like going out on a, 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 a date with a girl, and her saying, "We have to make out at the end. We have to make out, or we're not going out." She goes, "All right, well, I was gonna let you touch my boobs." Yeah, and I'm like, Dang you, it. you just made it real weird. <laughs> you made it real weird. You're not touching these iPhone tens. <laughs> I'm fucking callback Craig today. It's fun. It's a, it's, it's nice. I, I like callbacks. callbacks. Yeah, it's I do fun. too. It's nostalgic, even if it was just four minutes yeah, ago. Yeah, you just yeah. <laughs> Hey, remember that thing we did yesterday? <laughs> nope. <laughs> I don't remember That's shit. what girls are like. I feel like girls, you know how like there's years and dog years? Like if a guy doesn't see another guy for like a month, he's like, hey, bro, good to see you. Yeah. If a girl doesn't see another girl for three hours, they're like, oh my God, what happened? <laughs> I don't mean to sound hacky, but I just saw that like the other day where like my lady saw this, a girlfriend of hers. Like I swear it'd been a week. That's it. And it, they looked like they were hugging at an airport when a, a refugee was given amnesty. Yeah. I'm like, well, you just saw each other. We could not see each other every year and be like, I was New York good. Okay, cool. And that's it. Like, yeah. that's a year of conversation yeah. summed up. Yeah. It was good, good. Yeah. That's Even it. when I, that's all I need. I don't care. I can't. You, you, know, you give real hugs, though. I'll, I'll tell you that. Like, sometimes I hug some of my guy friends. We look like Amish kids yeah. at a dance. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't do those awkward. <laughs> like I embrace. Your, make room for Jesus. I embrace whether you're stinky, hairy, <laughs> titty, no titty. You fucking yeah. you get a good old hug. That's, that's one thing for me. Hugging. I never thought about it before. But I hug everybody. Yeah. I hug guys and girls. But I was at this club the other night, and uh, I saw a girl I've known for a long time. We've known each other for years. And sometimes... If I hug someone and then I don't hug someone, I feel like it would make that person feel bad. Yeah, it's a weird area. It's kind of weird, right? And then I remember I gave her a hug and I felt weird. I was like, oh, oh her energy felt kind of weird. Like maybe I, sh- I, sh- I probably shouldn't have hugged her. But then it felt, but then I was like, oh, and it's one of those things. Like maybe people should talk about that, about like when to hug and not yeah. hug and if it's okay. It is funny though, because like if you know two people and then you don't know a third and you hug, hey, what's up, hug. And then right? you like, you're like, yeah, well, I hug you. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know what to do. It just depends on their vibe. Yeah, I'll reach a hand out, but if they go for the fucking arms yeah. up, and then I'll be like, "All right, we're hugging strangers." Well, I knew at the end of the show it was cool because at the end of the show she hugged she hugged me goodbye. Yeah. But I kind of intentionally like went out of the, like I kind of avoided her until she left, and, and I kind of followed her lead. Maybe that's it. Like follow her lead. I'm so scared. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> It is. It's scary to be a guy though, because we don't want to be put in the put in the uh, uh, fucking boat with those other dudes. Yeah, it's, with the bad dudes. It's probably still scarier to be a girl. Yeah. It know? is scary to that be a girl whole, for uh, sure. Walking your car and getting <laughs> yeah, murdered thing is a big downer, dude. That happened one time. I didn't realize it until I did a show in Chicago, and my lady had called me, and it was like two thirty in the morning, and she's like, "What are you doing?" And I go, "Oh, I'm just walking back to the hotel." She goes, "You're walking," and I go, "Yeah." She goes, on the south side of Chicago. And I go, yeah, it's really nice out. And she goes, oh, you're so lucky. And she didn't, she said the phrase, you're so lucky. And it was completely different than, oh, you feel safe, I feel unsafe. It was the phrase, you're so lucky, that made me feel bad. 
I was yeah, because like, oh. she straight up needs a fucking gun if she yeah. gonna, she's going like to do that. It was a moment of joy I had, like beautiful weather. I had a great show. I got to walk down the street and look at the architecture and like, that's a nice human moment to be able to do that. And when she said, you're so lucky, I was like, oh, like it made me get it. Like, I'm like, oh, I kind of get it now. Yeah. It sucks. Like, oh, fuck. Yeah. That's a real shitty thing. But I did get harassed by a drunk gay guy, so I kind of... Yeah, but that makes you feel good about yourself. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're <laughs> yeah. like, thanks, big boy. <laughs> I was down, but be, now I'm up. <laughs> it'd, be, but it'd be weird if there was like a gay construction site where there was like a building exclusively yeah. built by gay construction men. Like, I'd walk by that building. Like, I don't know, maybe they'd be a little bit more crude, though, because yeah. they'd be gay construction guys. That'd be dope. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever you feel bad about yourself, be like, I've never seen. I a didn't g- think I had a ass, but according to Roy, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Roy. <laughs> I've only seen two uh, real life gay construction men. One was in uh, uh, the Incredible Kimmy Schmidt, the boyfriend of of uh, uh, yeah. the, the black dude, and then the other was the Village People. But I've never seen a real live gay construction man. Oh, they'd be out there. They're probably just on the down low. Probably. Because they're in the union. <laughs> and they got them old union ways. They're not evolved <laughs> like we are in West Hollywood, baby. <laughs> tuck it in, tuck it out. Who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah. Fucking whip it out. <laughs> Boy, this is getting weird, huh? <laughs> oh. I like the lights. Um, I we should uh, tell the I love one of my favorite bits of yours is when you call Loveline. Oh, that is such a good story. <laughs> oh, thanks, that is man. Such a good story. Yeah, you still do that shit. I do. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. I, I use it as my closer a lot. Yeah, because it's like like my firecracker assault. It's like my favorite yeah. story because it's real and it's true. And yeah, I've been doing it a long time, but that's just fucking happened. Yeah. You know, it's hard to retire a joke that happened. Yeah, you know, for sure. you're like if it's just if I just wrote a joke about a fucking Uber, that's so easy to drop. Yeah. But when it's part of your identity and really you, you becoming know what's funny, a comic, dude? it's also I think in a lot of ways it's a huge part of my comedy. In the sense that that was when it, like a lot of times people say comedy comes from darkness or real life experiences. And like, for me, that was a time when everybody was laughing at me and there was nothing I could do about it. Yeah. Like nothing. And everybody was laughing at me so hard and for so long that I was like, huh, okay, fuck it. Yeah. And then I started making fun of myself. It's so and funny. It, I it's think it was so moments fun. like that that made me a comic. Tell them, tell them what okay. you did. So. He- <laughs> so because my parents were like Middle Eastern and kind of like my dad especially was kind of conservative like they never talked to me about sex or anything and uh, at the time there was a lot of it was like the 90s and everybody was talking about AIDS on the news and HIV and it was it was at a point where people were even afraid to touch gay people and my mom's best friend was a gay guy and who owned a flower shop named Bob who made all my corsages so I got to go with way hotter girls to prom than I deserve because of the flowers that Bob made. Fuck yeah. Like, so I grew up with that gay culture close to me and then this paranoia on the news and this rift in the family where my mom was like, we need to go visit Bob. And my dad's like, no way. Yeah. HIV is rampant. And so my dad made me scared of HIV. Everything in the news was like, "Ah, look, gay zombies, look out for, you know, gay semen. Ah." And so the fear factory of the news. Totally fear factor. It was like, they talked about it like it was the plague. Yeah. And at the time, I was still really young. I'd never even masturbated before. 
And uh, so I remember going into a bathroom and I found like a Playboy magazine that my dad had and it was an anniversary edition. It was Marilyn Monroe. Like wow. I'm really stoked that the first girl I ever masturbated to was Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, mine and was uh, uh, Anna Nicole Smith or uh, my first Playboy. My first uh, masturbation was actually Kathy Ireland on a red book, but there was no nipple. Uh, <laughs> that's too bad. Wow. That's still good though. That, that's still but I like... was young. I was ahead of the curve. <laughs> <laughs> so I have my dad's Playboy. I go in the bathroom. I lock the door. I'm masturbating for the first time. And people don't talk about this, but the first time you come, it's like, what is this? Nothing like this has ever come out of my body before. Yeah, it's very, uh, what the fuck? Yeah, it's scary. <laughs> it just happened to yeah. me. I so, don't know about that. So I grabbed toilet paper and I wiped it off. And right when I wiped it off, and I was scared because I'm like, this is the stuff that's on the news. You know, yeah. like, so uh, right then my dad banged on the door. Like right after I wiped it off, my dad, he's like, what are you doing in there so long? And I'm like, I'll be right out, you know, <laughs> ah! but out of nerves and like out of nerves and habit, I wipe my butt with the same piece of toilet paper. So, in my, <laughs> and then I was like, oh my God. Oh no, no. Hey, hey, oh, you know? it's, it's like, cum butt over here. I like, I, like I even like wet the toilet paper to walk from the sink to like get the semen out. Like, oh my God. Yeah. Like, and then I started freaking out and I started going, does this mean I have AIDS? Yes, like, it does. Semen got in my butt. Like, this is scary, you know? <laughs> like, I was legit scared and I had no one to talk to about it, you know, because my dad was homophobic and and I didn't want to talk to my mom because I didn't want her to, because my mom was too open. Yeah. And I didn't want her to go like, oh, talk to Bob, you know? Like, so I, so, but thankfully at the time, Loveline was around. And so my parents were in bed and I, I woke up and I snuck into the kitchen and I called Loveline and I was on hold for like an hour and a half. And then the dude, the screener came on, he goes, Hey buddy, I'm so sorry for the situation. I'm sorry you've been on hold for so long, but we're running out of time. I don't think we're going to be able to put you on the show, but I'm here to help. So why don't you tell me what your problem is? And I go, uh, my name is Tamar. I'm 15 years old. I just wiped my butt with my own semen. <laughs> And I'm wondering if I gave myself AIDS. <laughs> and then the phone's really quiet. And then I go, also, I've been on the phone for a really long time. So I'm wondering how much longer I have to wait. And the guy goes, oh, you are next. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> they actually went long just to get me on the show. And like, I thought like, you know, I, I told him everything. I even used my real name like an idiot, like because I didn't. I didn't think to use a fake name. <laughs> and it was, it was Tamar like, Katan, K A. Oh, I didn't say my last name, <laughs> oh, okay. but my first name is like Cher, Madonna. There's yeah. not a lot of Tamars, yeah, you know? Right. So it was like, I got Your humiliated. Name's not Roy. <laughs> I was humiliated at school, dude. Like everybody made fun of me. And <laughs> For sure. It was so mad. That's my up, favorite dude. punchline ever. <laughs> Hang on. You're next. <laughs> Your next is such a funny punchline, dude. It's one of those punchlines where I've I've heard it several times, but I you can't wait for it. You're like, yeah. okay, here it comes, here it comes, here it comes. You know, it's not. Well, dude, here's the crazy thing. Speaking about like universe, because you made me start thinking that way about like manifesting things and thinking about the universe. And today, one three days, you and I both talk about. This. Sometimes as a comic, there's so many things you can apply to and audition for that you're you're not always aware. And like one of my friends still listens to K Rock to Kevin and Bean. And um, he told me, he's like, hey, you should audition for this um, April Foolishness thing. So I said, sure. And he, because he reminded me, and I sent in my tape. And just today, on my way here, 
as I was parked in my car, they mentioned me on the air. Yeah. And they said that I... So if I do get that April Foolishness gig, I'm going to tell that story on stage. You have to. Right? Like it's I have... perfect. Like I literally have an, a K-Rock closer joke. Yeah. yeah. It's so perfect. <laughs> <laughs> You're next. You oh, are fuck, next. Dude. Gets me every it's time. It's so embarrassing because there's been times where I've been with my mom and then like people who've seen me at the shows have like they remember you sometimes by your joke the way your neighbor will remember you by your dog yeah. at a dog park you know they're like oh i like that thing better than you yeah and i was with my mom at lunch and this guy goes oh my god hey dude i saw you at the comedy store and i'm like oh wow he's like you're that guy that gave yourself aids <laughs> and, my, and my mom was like what did he say <laughs> and you're just like yep that's me <laughs> I'm like, yeah, thanks, thanks buddy <laughs> dude all the other tables were looking at us like what the fuck yeah <laughs> it's such a weird joke I always to be get known trader by. joe's guide i'm like i'm more than that <laughs> i'm more than that <laughs> oh it's so true right i got other stuff too <laughs> we are I we're talk like about farts a lot too what about that can't you say i'm the fart guy <laughs> we're like inside out strippers like instead of showing parts of our bodies that no one would show we tell stories that no one would tell and then people want to know us just by that yeah we're like we're not just emotional nipples yeah you and your smart analogies. <laughs> that was a good one. I think it's because I was a foreigner and sometimes I didn't have words, like big words, so I'd have to use analogies to explain what I meant. Yeah. And I think that's the way my brain, ever since then, my brain's worked that way. You came up with more analogies on this podcast <laughs> than I have came up with in my life. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> uh, thanks. I've possibly. Yeah. Possibly. <laughs> it could be thanks if you like analogies. If you don't like analogies, you're like, and I hate you. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, this has been it's fun. It's been a good one. It's been good. Where are we at? We're at 53. Okay, we're getting close. Yeah. Did, it's, now, uh, do, you, do you edit this? No. I like it not edited. Good. Yeah. It feels more real. Unless some crazy shit said and, uh, you know. The person doesn't want it on there anymore. Oh but no! I, I don't. Like that. We, yeah, yeah. Uh, but because this is how real conversations go, yo. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't edit the fat out or the, or the the whatever the dead air. You know what I like about this episode already is I feel like this is an episode I would listen to just so I can go like, oh, we had so many funny conversations. Like there might be stuff I I can literally use on yeah, stage. You can mine from. Yeah. Um, towards the end. Uh, I just try to last an hour because it's hard for me to talk for that long, you know? <laughs> it is. What'd you do to your knuckle? Did you get in a fight with somebody? Yeah, that that cabinet right there. <laughs> oh, that's the worst knuckle scars. Are I, was at, I wasn't even angry. I was making my bed, tucking my blanket in, and my, my apartment is so big that my bed has about a quarter-inch gap between the mattress, the comforter, and the nightstand, and my knuckle banged the nightstand <laughs> as I was pulling the blanket down. I went, God damn oh, it. Oh, that's the worst. It wasn't even out of real anger. It's just bullshit. Uh, dude, you did a good job decorating, though. Like, it's funny. Like, okay, can I say something that I mean I as a compliment? by all women. That, that's so weird. I was literally going to say, if I walked in this apartment and, and you told me to guess, is it a boy's apartment or a girl's apartment? I'd say a girl's. As a compliment, though. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. As a compliment. I'm in touch like, with my feminine side, baby. Yeah, you're, like, like, you're really fucking, clean, too. I like going to my hairstylist. I like mani-pedis. <laughs> I like facials. 
I like interior <laughs> decorating, gardening, tea parties. I got no fucking shame. You're so I don't mean give a fuck. to start with. I like I also going to like my buck knives and guns, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> You're so mean to start with. I like going to my hairstylist as a bald guy sits next to me. Oh, it's that's okay. like having a homeless friend and going, oh, I can't wait to lay on my bed. <laughs> <laughs> How's that concrete, motherfucker? <laughs> like, I'll just be here on this curb. <laughs> How's that slab, cue ball? <laughs> no, but yeah, I was raised by all women. By I mean, I got a dad, but he was kind of alcoholic and not there. Yeah, or he was there, but we went to the Moose Lodge and VFW and Legion and wherever beers are two dollars all of the time. Any nonprofit bar filled with racism and oldies—that's where I grew up as a kid, or with my mother, and that was mainly with my mother and. uh Two older sisters, and I have 80 cousins, and 77 of them are female. I don't know what it is yeah. in my family, but there's like three boys and 60 women. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways. Wow, that's crazy. So it was all women all day I was raised by, and I'm fine with it. I, I love cool. chichis. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I just like being nurtured and taken care of. And it's cool, the baby man. boy of a Mexican family. But on top of that, you know, they got style and I got style. And you got to, you know, it's all about real wood. I think it's all about balance, man. Like, I, I think they're the yin to our yang. Dude, like, it's almost like, if, I think if somebody grows up in an environment that's too male and they're male, it's like a guy that goes to the gym that doesn't work out on his legs. There's just like this imbalance in the way they behave. Yeah. Or like the other way, if it's a girl that goes with just girls, then it's like it's a you know like a guy that just you need herb. salt and pepper. Yeah, man, you need both. You need a little bit of salt yeah. to give you some calves. Like, it, <laughs> like maybe that's my analogy. <laughs> I like that. I like you gotta have calves. <laughs> you gotta have calves. You gotta be a tip over Tweety Bird. You got that big head and no legs. You gotta have calves. It's such a <laughs> great. <laughs> I like that as a way to say you gotta live a balanced life. You gotta have calves. Yeah. True though. <laughs> I got it. It's true, man. Like if dogs were ups. if dogs were sent here to be an example of how to live, like look at how jacked up purebred dogs are. And look how healthy mutts are. So like maybe if the only people you hang around are people who think like you, you're you're gonna be a, a pug that dies in his sleep. Like oh, versus yeah. being around like that's why all the most successful, creative, profitable cities in the world are port cities. It's like where people from all different nationalities mix together and, and people don't care about gender. They're just like, no, this is a working place. Like, we just need the best of the best to be here. Nobody cares about all this just other bullshit. Just poop where you got to poop. Poop where you got to poop. Fuck. Yeah, exactly. It's shit, ain't it? Poop Even if it. it's on your Trader Joe's boss. <laughs> hey, just poop where you got to That's my new quote right there. You're a good one, dude. You're giving me uh, this is the uh, imagination station. Uh, I, I said it, shit, ain't it? Poop it. <laughs> I like that. I'm gonna get that tattooed on my throat. It'll be my first tattoo. <laughs> Did you ever see movie three point four? It's like an old parody comedy, and they had this guy was talking about how this girl wanted him to poop on her, and then he and then one time in the heat, he's like, I can't believe she wants me to poop on her. He's like, bro. It's cool. You should do it. And then in the heat of passion, he goes, just fine. I'll just shit on you. And she goes, what? What did you say? As if poop was like, I'll make love to you. And shit was like, I'll fuck yeah. you. And she got really mad. She what goes, movie is don't that? shit on me. <laughs> I got to watch that. It was called Comedy Movie 4. It's like a super stupid oh, it's title. Like, it's, it's like sc the scary movies. Yeah, exactly. Okay. It was like that. But it was really funny. Like the uh, I love those. Shit and poop those versus fucking love. 
I saw Scary Movie 2 with my mom in theaters. We don't give a fuck. Did you really? <laughs> yeah, dude. She's funny like that. We love that shit. I saw uh, Godzilla with a Japanese friend and his girlfriend who kept screaming. And I was like, this is the most IMAX of any IMAX I've ever been to. I'm like surrounded by screaming Japanese people in real life. I'm like, I feel like I'm there. Godzilla. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of poop, towards the end of my podcast, I always ask my uh, almost a classmate, my my guest, uh, do you have any good shitting of the pants stories in a public place? Maybe on Kevin and Bean Live. No, any any really embarrassing shit story? You're on a first date and you shart or you oh, know. dude, I'll tell you. Like I, when I first moved to New York, like living in California your, your whole life. I, my car was always close, you know, and like you, always, I always had like deodorant in my car and like just all kinds of shit. I used to carry just my, my surfboard in the back of my car all the time, just cause your car was like your portable home in yeah. California. And then you get to New York and you don't have your portable home anymore. You're just, you're, you don't have like your emergency. You don't got kit. those extra chonies in the trunk. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and then I lived in Brooklyn, but was like meeting a girl in Manhattan and I was out in Manhattan all day. I didn't smell good. And, and then I was going on a date with her, but I was so broke that I'm like, I want to eat something before the date so that I don't eat too much on the date. Yeah. <laughs> like she could eat whatever she wants, but I'm eating, eating light. So I got this like spicy chicken sandwich. Uh, and it was really good, but I hadn't eaten that day and, my, and the spice messed up my stomach. Oh, yeah. And then when you're in Manhattan squirts, and, baby. And, you're, and you have to walk so much, like, so I had like butt sweat from walking and butt sweat from spicy chicken and like i had to go to the bathroom really bad but i was i didn't want to be late to meet the girl and uh i ran this i ran into this bar and it was as if i told my my butt like okay here we go yeah we're gonna poop now yeah and then i walk in the bar and and then the girl goes oh yeah the bathroom's over there and then i walked to the bathroom and it said out of order oh no and then my butt's like no, we're pooping. Yeah. And then I walk out to the girl. I'm like, it says out of order. She's like, oh, I forgot. I'm sorry. And I'm like, ah! You're like, ah! <laughs> so then, dude, I ran out of the bar and I penguin walked. Like, to like, it, dude, no joke. The next two places didn't have bathrooms. And then I ran into a park and, and I found this public bathroom and I pooped my brains out. But I, I got stuff on my underwear and on the back of my, and then I like cleaned myself and I threw away my underwear and then I, I met the girl commando, but I washed, I washed my, 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 my butt and my balls in the sink, like a homeless man. Yeah, man. <laughs> I've been there, dude. I've done, I've washed my booty and dick in the sink at Trader Joe's at least a half oh. dozen times. <laughs> really? And there was a time when it didn't have a lock on it. So I had to put my foot on the door and like pray my managers come in and I'm yeah. just splashing my dick. Dude, I, I had to, t the paper was so harsh that it was like paper towel yeah. paper was so you harsh. You got to wet it a little I, bit first. Well, I crumbled it in my hands <laughs> to, to add wrinkles. To soften it To up. soften it. So I was like sitting there crumbling. I looked like a gargoyle because I was like squatting on the toilet and then like squeezing and then like wiping. And I'm like, <laughs> I was like, like I had an out of body experience where I'm like, you're disgusting. Yeah. And when in doubt, just throw your underwear away. I've been there too where you're like, oh, these are done. And you just. They you were totally done. Up up. But dude, the whole time I felt like she could tell. They can't. Oh, thank God. Yeah. I, maybe they can. 
I got a real sensitive nose. You smell <laughs> like you shit yourself. I didn't smell bad. I just smelled like hospital soap. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? That bathroom smell. That's better smell than shit like, for sure. Yeah. And then when um, I got home, I had these brown like brown like paper things all over my. <laughs> so it looked like my butt had a five o'clock shadow, <laughs> like a cinnamon shadow on my butt. Like those little fucking razor <laughs> Like my ass had sideburns. Yeah, dingle dingleberries from paper towels. <laughs> Yeah, oh, it that's was the worst. Funny, man. And you know what? Straight up, if you haven't cleaned yourself up and washed your ass and or dick and balls yeah. in a public restroom out of emergency situations, you ain't lived. Hundred percent. You know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta live that life. You know. <laughs> it made me the next day. The three different homeless people asked for money. I gave every single one of them a buck. Yeah. One guy, two bucks. Because I shit my pants the day before. Yeah, you're like, here, man. Here's some baby wipes, too. Here you I go. get what it's like. You get it. You get it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Have you noticed the increase in homeless people? Of course. It's so bad. Yeah. It's so, and it, it's like, it's funny. Like, there's so many homeless people now that they're not weird anymore. I don't look at homeless people as weird. Like, and, I, and that, was, that wasn't me that was thinking they're weird. It was like programming. You know, like even when I was a kid, like turning me away or pulling me away from a home from a homeless person because we're taught to like treat homeless people like they're freaks. But now there's so many homeless people that I'm like, no, that's just a person in a tent. It's sad. It's crazy. I I, I just find it disgusting that we could raise. So this is just going to come out of my mouth. This what's happening. We raised seven hundred million dollars for Notre Dame. Right. Or wow. some shit yeah, like exactly, that. Yeah. Which is sad and that's a tragedy and that's history lost. Yeah. But how about the fucking the living, homeless yeah. people? Exactly, dude. You know what I mean? I heard a homeless guy the other day said this thing that froze me in my tracks, dude. It was a fancy lady, like she was wearing a fancy outfit, and she was walking past him and he said something to her and smiled. And you could tell it wasn't aggressive, like it was like he was trying to be funny, and she ignored him. And then he just shook his head at her and he go and he yelled out this thing. He goes, The only difference between you and me is you had a better mom. Yeah. And I just like stopped and looked at him and he just like shook his head. And I'm like, I'm like, hey dude. And he looks at me and I go, You're right. And he go, he goes, What he goes, thanks, man. And I fucking went to the ATM and I gave him 20 bucks. And I was like, dude, you're right. I go, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you're going through this. I wish I could help more. And he yeah. was like, thank you. And he was a total human being, you know? Like, it's just like, it's hard to look at them because we see ourselves and it scares us. Because it could happen to anybody. It makes me so sad. It doesn't matter. I think I've said this before, but what mood I'm in, if I just am like, yeah, I feel good. I look and I'll see yeah. that and I go, ah. Yeah. And it just hits me. And uh, yeah, I always give money to not all homeless people because, you know, just summer you run out of money you, you run out of yeah. money you can't but uh my little weird rule is is if i see you digging through the trash you're getting money because it just said like you you're still got some work in you ethic or you know like you're going to recycle cans like that's hard here's yeah. some money the other shit is like i i know you're you might spend it on drugs or alcohol yeah and I, i'm not trying to do that but also you're laying your head on concrete so fucking here's some money for drugs and alcohol you know what i mean i don't know yeah it's hard it's especially hard because we don't talk about it at all it feels like a huge problem that nobody talks about there's like so many people living in the street and no and it, it just feels like it's not Ugh. talked about that often you know yeah but um, i always have bags of shit too whatever's leaving my house whether it's old doll ball t-shirts or sheets or blankets or pillows that 
you know, it just goes in my trunk until I run into a tent. I always go, hey, you want some shit? And then 99.9% of the time, it's like, fuck yeah, dude, thanks. And it's nice. You know what I just noticed about this cold brew that says something about you? 100% organic. 100% organic. And also, these guys fired you. Yeah. And you still bought this drink. Yeah, man. Delicious treats. I ain't got no that's hate for awesome, them. That's awesome, dude. That's that's a heart full of love. <laughs> they sent me free, baby. Getting fired from Trader Joe's is the best thing that's ever happened in my career. I'm half Arab, half Jew. There's so much vengeance in me. <laughs> <laughs> I just want I just want revenge. Hey, let it go, man. Like, let somebody, it go. If someone honks at me, I'm like, fuck everyone that drives a Honda Accord. Yeah, yeah. Like, I hate everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I'd be like, fuck that Trader Joe's coffee. Good for you, dude. No, man. Yeah, you are. What are you going to do? You're like a fucking wizard. I hugged my manager that fired me and said, hey, thanks, pussy. (laughs) (laughs) See, that's awesome. I like when people who have beards actually have wisdom. Yeah. There's too many people with beards that don't have wisdom now. You know what I mean? You just burn all the bridges and you learn. Yeah. The beard to wisdom ratio has shrunk. Like back in the day... If you're like, I need wisdom. Is there anybody here with a beard? Yeah. And you're like, oh, that guy can help. But now it's like, oh, I'm only 19. Oh, I don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah. It's like dressing like a doctor and someone going, is there a doctor that has like, uh, he's going to die. Yeah. I, I'm not a real doctor. <laughs> like, Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a real wizard. <laughs> Look how tight my sleeves are. I'm not a real wizard. Yeah. <laughs> but you're a wizard, dude. You're a real wizard. Trying to be. Right. I love, uh, I think that song... It's just called Wizard or the Wizard. Uh, oh, is there a song? Black like Sabbath. Oh, man. Oh, dude, I love Sabbath. Fucking Sabbath. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, yeah. It's so rad. It's such a punk rock Jewish name, too, if you think Black about Sabbath. it. Black Sabbath. It's so dope. <laughs> One of the greatest bands that ever walked this planet. It's Black like Sabbath. flaming yarmulke. <laughs> Black Sabbath, Led Zeppelin, some mushrooms. Come on, bro. You just set me free. That's what a combination. It's like peanut butter and jelly, but for rockers. Yeah. Goddamn peanut butter. Is there any button we should do? Is any Anything else? We're getting towards the end there, Tiger. I, I, I can't last a minute past an hour or nine, dude. No, that's that's no. good. I think that's a digestible amount. Is there any button? What do you mean? Anything else oh, you like want to talk promote? about? Any last um, promotions? Oh, I, I, have a pod, I have a podcast that I do with my mom. Yes. If it's that cool, I promote. Of course. Uh, it's called uh, They Tried to Bury Us. It, when I was a kid, uh, I got a black eye. My dad accidentally gave me a black eye. He was a boxer, so he'd like reflex. And he gave me a black eye. Accident. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like, I was embarrassed, and I, I, I was embarrassed that I had a black eye. So I used my mom's makeup, and I, I put foundation on my eye. And then I went to school, and they're like, "Ah, the kids are wearing makeup. What a fag!" And then they punched me in my other eye. Damn. And I had two black eyes, man. Damn. So I came home. Had a good week. Right. <laughs> I came home. There's this old Mexican man, and he was like, "He's like, what happened to you, man?" And I told him, and he he was, and you could tell he felt sad. Yeah. And he's like, "It's gonna get better, you know, little guy, little in man." In twelve years. And then he, yeah, right. <laughs> and then he goes, uh, he told me this quote: "They tried to bury us. They didn't know we were seeds." Yeah. It's like a Mexican uh, civil rights quote that they use that actually started way back in Greece. They tried to bury us. They didn't know we were seeds. So I started a podcast with my mom called They Tried to Bury Us, where we interview a different immigrant every week. That's so fantastic. Every episode is a new American origin story. That's amazing. Thanks, dude. That's yeah, awesome. I really I really dig it. I wish my grandma was still alive. You could have her but on dude, and not Dude, you communicate could tell her story, she though. speak English. You could tell her story. <laughs> yeah. If you true. want it. Like, I had friends who, like, uh, talked to their moms or their dads or their grandparents, got their story, and then came on. 
You should do it. It was said my grandpa stole my grandma from Chihuahua. <laughs> I swear to God. Yes. Speaking of consent. Um, That's weird because one time a kid stole a Chihuahua from my grandma. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he said he went to this little town of Chihuahua and, and uh, my grandma was like 16 or 17. And he said, you're coming with me to America. Let's go. And no she way. just went. And they went to America and made a life. That's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. Dude, see, back in the day, you you could just catch women like you were fishing. Yeah. And you go, you're mine now. That's crazy. Yeah, and then, uh, yeah, he was, he was, my grandpa was crazy. Yeah. Did I tell this story? So my mom and aunt grew up in the projects in Harbor City, the fucking housing projects. And they had such, it was Mexican family, so of course there was a lot of them. And uh, <laughs> such a large family, so much so that they gave them two projects and knocked the wall out to oh, like wow. connect them. So they had two kitchens, two living That's rooms, cool. you know, two towers. Mm-hmm. And, and like uh, other kids that were naive be like, wow, you're rich, you have two kitchens. And like they didn't know <laughs> yeah. they're in the project. So anyways, like any kid growing up, you're kind of ashamed of your... Uh, your heritage, your culture, whatever, sure. or that you live in the fucking projects. So my mom was embarrassed that she lived in the projects, and my grandpa, uh, her father, my grandpa, was such a funny nut job that whenever like they would be at the grocery store, and, and my mom and her sisters would see friends from school, yeah. my grandpa would be like, "We live in the projects. <laughs> we live in the projects." Ah, that's and great. he would just put them on blast and like <laughs> dance and tap dance and just that's because you know when man. you're twelve that you just died yeah. of social <laughs> anxiety. You're like, <gasps> Like, you don't even want to be seen with your parents, yeah. let alone he's dancing, tap dancing with the Mexican accent, going, yeah. we live in the project. See, that's you know? that's beautiful, though. That's tough love. That's like teaching yeah. someone to have pride. It's like, yo, motherfucker, this is what it is. What it is. Yeah, this and, is what uh, this is what we are. Be proud yeah. of it. You know, <laughs> that's it's it's so funny because that's such a that's one of those stories like where d- depending on how you were raised, you'd be like, oh, that's mean. Yeah. Or, oh, that's really beautiful. No, that's funny as fuck. And funny, too. I love it. But it is really beautiful because it teaches you like yeah don't ever not be proud of where you're from no matter what no matter what i like, guess yeah. like my kid like if i fucking little boy or girl they got a crush on whoever over there i will be that dad be like he really likes you yeah. you know <laughs> i mean dude think he's of, got a boner toe <laughs> i mean dude, like one of our idols right you're you're idol I'm, like <laughs> like you know that richard pryor album you have in your bathroom right yeah. like we're both imagine if richard pryor grew up saying oh i'm ashamed that my my grandma ran a brothel and I grew up in a whorehouse. He would have never been a comic. Richard Pryor is the never, greatest comedian that ever touched this 100%, fucking planet. Hundred percent. I still listen to his shit. Me and too. Crack up till this day. Shit done forty years ago. Hundred. I wasn't even born yet, and he's talking about free base <laughs> and fucking smoking crack. That shit is so funny. Yeah. He talks about how like getting he couldn't get too far away from the yeah. pipe. It starts talking to you. He's like, "Why are you going so far?" Yeah, and he <laughs> starts voicing the pipe, the crack pipe. Oh, so And good. he's like, "Don't drop me, Richard. It's late. <laughs> It'll be hard to get another one of me." <laughs> you know, he I'm was just so good fucking at that. dying. Remember that and the he's, heart attack where yeah. he did oh, his heart. Made all that <gasps> oh, it's so good. If you don't know about Richard Pryor. Fucking go buy anything and everything. 100%. Watch live on Sunset Strip, one of the greatest specials that has ever been done. And he did what your grandpa was teaching them. Like if you come from a dark thing or a sad thing, 
like don't be ashamed. I think that's the secret peanut butter and jelly of comedy. Just talk about it's it. like things that other people would be would hide for you to to celebrate it. Yeah, that's and our, comedy. And at the our end of culture the day. right now is a pussy ass little bitch ass culture where we're sensitive and PC and all that shit. But uh, Joe Rogan said this in the green room, not directly to me. I'm, I'm, I, but you know, but I, I'm at least uh, was absorbent enough to, because he just spits knowledge, you know. And he's like, the only way the PC police and 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 the fucking internet trolls win is if you listen yeah. and obey. And he's like, just keep saying whatever the fuck you want to say. 100%. It's freedom of speech is America. Just say yeah. whatever the fuck. And he's like, they'll go away. That's a fad. He's like, you're totally. you know, you're on your real. You, you rise up. And dude, think about it like this, too. Lenny Bruce got arrested when people didn't like his he joke. He got killed. He got, yeah. They killed him. They gave him a hot and, shot. Yeah, they hate They. I mean, people were violent towards him. He got arrested. We're not getting arrested. Speak your mind. Speak what you want to say. And like Stanislavski, the acting coach, you say that which is most personal is most universal. So if anyone stops you from talking about things that are personal, that's the death of art. Like if it's if it's personal and it's your treat, say what you want to fucking say. Don't let other people that aren't even in the art form edit you. That's yeah, crazy. So if you are easily offended and on the political correct side, uh, you could go fuck yourself and lick my <laughs> asshole. <laughs> and I don't. It's like you're no fun. You don't get enough salt. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, but it's it's true. Like part of the it's like being a boxer and then quitting because somebody else hit back. Yeah. I don't care if they hit back. I'm a fighter. I'm a boxer. You're a fighter. Yeah. You're a boxer. If they don't like what we say, that's okay. There's people that do like what we say. Yeah, go build some calves, right? motherfucker. And that's that's what real comedy is about. Kinnison used to say, it doesn't matter if everyone in the room likes you. What really matters is if 10% of the room fucking loves you. Yeah. And sometimes some people are going to have to be offended for you to get to that real material that's really true and honest and deep and like emotionally rewarding for an audience. So it's like, if there's people that hate on you, congratulations. It means you're starting to tip into the next level. It means you're talking about ducking yeah. it in, yeah. baby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Unless you're like a hate city. Now, there, now there's going to be all these Nazi comics. Tim yeah, oh, yeah. said I'm making it. And like, no, you Nazi. By the way, we hate hate speech. I have, so no real hate. I lo- but I'll make fun of something. But I come from a place of love. Of course, if you fucking hate speech, you could fucking also die. We yeah. don't believe in that bullshit. You know what else I hate? I hate when they say uh, white nationalist. Like, no, that's a Nazi. That's a Nazi. He doesn't get to change his jersey yeah. because he got arrested for sexually harassing a girl in a hotel. You can't go from num- Kobe's number eight to number 32. Kobe got forgiven, but these cats don't. If you're a Nazi, stop being a pussy. You're a Nazi. Yeah. There's no, there is no white nationalist. You're a Nazi. That's what you are. Yeah, you're a fuckface. Yeah, and that's history German. has proven. Yeah, yeah. you're a fuckface. Yeah. <laughs> and, that's a, that's, and energy and yeah. and everything. Yeah, it's Nazi German. It's like a cover band being able to come up with a new name. No, you're a cover band. You're a knockoff of Nazi Germany. You can't Americanize it now and say, oh, this is the American version. No, it's not. You're a Nazi. You're a copycat. You're a fucking cover band. You're you little suck. dick bitch. Yeah. <laughs> little dick. Yeah. <laughs> How's that white nationalist little dick, <laughs> bitch? Sorry, I get, I get worked up because my mom has an accent and no one's ever given her shit because she's got such like a positive energy yeah. all the time. And all as soon as these white nationalist guys started getting bigger and bigger, people started saying racist shit to her at, at her work. Not all the time. And my mom's tough, dude. She takes no shit. But it as a son, 
it makes you feel so angry and so helpless yeah. to not be able to go and choke Let's go a dude. Let's go fuck up some oh, white people. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Where you at, oh. Reginald Denny? I'm coming, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> I'm fucking coming. I like the whites. The brick house coming your way, <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody in America is really white, by the way. Like, I came back from England. And I'm like, oh, this is white people. Oh, yeah. That's white Africa. Yeah, England is like, like I saw I white people so that. white, they didn't look finished. Yeah. I was like, wow, you're raw. Lay out. You know? <laughs> like, they look wet. Go to the beach. <laughs> so that's what Overcast does. Yeah, man. <laughs> Go get cooked. I think that's it, man, right? Dude, it's this so was a good fun. one. Yeah, it's always good hanging out with you, bro. And it was uh, fun. Thanks for having me on. He is f- so goddamn funny, thanks. so smart. You heard so his analogies. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. We talked about some controversial stuff today, baby, and we're not editing that. You're welcome. We mean it from a sweet place. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing that we say that isn't from like a kind, loving place. Yeah, just don't hate nationalities or, or and here's don't an, assault. Or here's an idea. If you hear something on a podcast and a tweet, whatever, and the person isn't a shit person, like you know the person, maybe talk to them about it instead of just going, okay, that person is now from a good person to a shit person. It's like, you know, well, maybe one of the good things about being an activist is that you can actually change minds and recruit people to thinking differently. Maybe that instead of just yelling and cussing and, and going apeshit. don't shit. listen, knock their asses out. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah they, <laughs> no, no, don't do that. Scratching <laughs> is a secret weapon that I haven't used in years. I think scratching is making a comeback. What the fuck scratching? Like in a fight. Scratch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I do. I'm not a big guy. I'll do whatever I have to scratching's do. Scratching is making a comeback. It's animalistic. It scares yeah. people. Like that Your guy's little, a caveman. Little gouger. Yeah. Can you imagine? I if, ain't got big fists, but I got a finger. <laughs> Do you imagine if a guy made you bad at a bar, or you bumped into a guy, and he just scratched your arm? You're like, this guy's crazy. <laughs> oh fuck! You're a cat too. <laughs> no one would believe you. You'd be like, this guy scratched me, so we got in a fight. This guy's tabby. He must be running with Trump. <laughs> yes, tabby. I like tabby. <laughs> tabby. Thank you so much for listening to community service and liking and subscribing and give me the comments i see you out there baby i get notifications i read them and they're almost all positive so god bless you and the one negative guy it's all right maybe your dick will get bigger one day buddy (laughs) anyways thank you so much this tamra katan very funny guy i'll tag him and all this shit thanks brother he already plugged his podcast go buy a plant go hug a tree go rub some rocks you know (laughs) i love you all have a good evening Bye. bye